Hi everyone and welcome to your horoscope for the week of August 9th, 2021. We have a very active sky and there is a lot happening this week. This is where the energies are really mixed. This is one of those weeks where nothing is truly black or white. Nothing is truly polarized in a classical sense that it's either positive or negative. This is where a lot depends on our life philosophies, a lot depends on our own individual way of thinking. This is an action-oriented sky, which means that all of us, one way or another, in at least one area of our lives, but chances are more simultaneously, we will have to take certain actions, make certain decisions, but this is where I do believe that it's much more important that the decisions that we already have taken or something that we might have decided upon already, this is where we have to enact it, we have to put it into action, we have to do something with that. But this also means that a lot of events which don't necessarily depend on us are also going to happen like important communication, or certain things that show up in our lives and we have to do something with them. Because these energies are so tumultuous, they're so multifaceted, they're so very open to interpretation, it will be really hard to make the judgment if something is positive, negative, neutral, what it means generally, what it means for us individually. So this is definitely one of those weeks when we have to have our wits about. And there will be certain things that we will have to figure out without a shadow of a doubt. But there are going to be things which we are actually invited just to accept as they are and don't really look for the bigger, deeper meaning to them. So, you know, it's not going to be that very easy. But fortunately, this isn't the classical type of hardship that we had until this present moment ever since the very beginning of the year. So this isn't when problems just keep on appearing, they're flooding us, we are being very, very triggered from all possible sides. Now, of course, this will still be part of the picture because this is the signature of 2021. But this won't be, fortunately, the dominant energy. And also because of the fact that the ongoing Saturn and Uranus square is not very strong in the present moment. And that is like a massive opening to opportunities to take action, to try to make the very, very best of this moment of respite. But this also has a totally different side to it because... Saturn is retrograde, which means that we are embodying it much more. So whenever Saturn is retrograde, and that happens each and every year for a couple of months, and that period always involves that it is us, as in our inner Saturn, who has to make judgments in our lives in everything. But of course, this is always valid, because at the end of the day, that is the very essence of Saturn. It wants to teach us all throughout a lifetime, all throughout an incarnation, how to be correct and fair judges. But when it's retrograde, 
it's more like karma just leaves us to do our thing and when it goes direct that is the moment of the exam that is when we can see how well we did within everything our lives that we cast our judgment upon and when i say judgment don't understand it as judging another person or the classic sense just making choices and basically figuring out life and what it is we, that we need to do in everything for us to live in a dignified way now whatever that means for us personally so another side of this energy is that uranus is much more wild uranus is much more active because saturn cannot stop it anymore it's absolutely true that it's in fall it's not very comfortable in the sign of taurus taurus is forcing it to enacted symbolism much slower than it usually operates but you know that's not a very good thing because uranus is rebellious so when it's actually slowed down its rebellious qualities are that much more predominant and when there isn't that saturn to try and stop it to challenge it to balance it out so to speak well that means that uranus is the biggest power player and it does hold a conversation of tension with the sun. So it's very heated, it's combust. And you know, that is the energy of spontaneity. To top all of this up, there are other very significant, but fortunately short-term celestial conversations happening this week. Even though they are short-term, meaning that they will only affect us for a couple of days maybe, Yet, they are so impactful that their influence is definitely going to stay with us in the sense that what did they produce or provoke in our lives, the result of that. And, you know, one of these power players is Mars, the activator, the planet of action, the god of war. So it's not going to be a very easy energy, especially because the main aspect is it's going to square, and you know, a square is always a challenging aspect. It will definitely put us in a very tight or difficult situation where we will need a lot of motivation, determination, inner strength, resourcefulness, wisdom, you know, depending on the circumstances to overcome it and turn it ultimately into something really positive. But because it squares the nodes of the moon, which always turns into a T-square because the nodes of the moon always oppose each other. And one of the expressions and possible interpretation of this Mars squaring the nodes of the moon is a very significant test of faith. But when I say faith, don't really understand it in a religious sense, even though for some people it's actually going to be in a religious way especially those who have very, very strong religious convictions to the point of fanaticism. But for other people, it's just our beliefs, it is just our worldview, it is our own personal philosophies, the South Node in Sagittarius. How we perceive reality is ultimately what we are creating within our lives in every sense possible. And the North Node in Gemini... Our life philosophies ultimately reflect in our way of thinking, in the practicality of our minds, 
and you know that actually influences our lives, our relationships, our communication. So everything practical that has to do with us communicating with the world around us in a rather down-to-earth way. So a lot of things in our lives depend on it. For example, contracts, negotiations, anything that has to do with commercial things. But I'll get to this later on in the horoscope because that energy is only going to become exact at the middle of the week. And yet another reason why this week's energies and events that ultimately reflect the energies are going to be so very multifaceted and a little bit unusual, even weird at times, is because we're going to have a lot of quincunxes in the sky. Quincunxes are celestial conversations which link together two areas of life which apparently have absolutely nothing in common which means that they shouldn't have a real correlation between them but with a quincunx things do happen where it is us that have to look at the deeper meaning it is us that are invited to turn them into some kind of opportunity but of course sometimes it's not that easy especially that one of the major quincunxes is held by Mercury. And whenever Mercury is involved in this type of conversation, well, the most inoffensive expression is humor, awkward, random, unexpected events, which turn into laughter, which turn into lightheartedness, if we're able to see the humor in it. But the worst kind of expression is, misinterpretation, taking offense when we really shouldn't, or perceiving certain things, events, or even what people do as dangerous, offensive, which causes fear when actually it is just a very minor little thing or gesture or expression. But you know, even these weird moments, these awkward events, do reflect certain things about us. For example, with the fear, well, it just invites us to take a much, much deeper look within us of why we feared something which shouldn't really cause us any fearful or self-defensive reaction. But because these are minor celestial conversations, I'm not going to be speaking about them individually, because there is much more important energy in the sky that should be looked at. But I'm just trying to prepare you to be ready for weirdness, awkwardness, coincidences, humor, small little incidents or accidents or bumping into, let's say, very unusual people or certain people trigger unusual reactions from us. But you know, when we are doing very important things, when we are trying our hardest to solve certain problems, regardless of their nature, we really shouldn't allow all of this energy to set us back, to distract us, to keep us from a state of concentration. Now, let's start the horoscope by examining one of the most dominant celestial conversation as i mentioned this is the sun from the sign of leo holding a square to uranus now the worst possible expression of this energy 
is everything that actually triggers us from the heart space because the sun and its home sign of Leo is all about the heart. It is all about our individuality, our self-expression, of course, even the ego and the inner child. But it is basically what we project onto the world in any sense possible, sometimes even quite literally. Like, for example, VIPs, superstars, nobles, leaders, kings, etc. All of those embody Leo, the core of what Leo is. So what they project onto the world actually has a great influence one way or another. But this is perfectly true, at least in one area of our lives where Leo falls into our personal charts. That is the place where what we project through our passions, through what we love, through what we create or through what, you know, we allow ourselves to believe and think about us. That has an impact and influence. That is where we are kings and queens in our lives. That is where the throne of our hearts are at. And when this sun in Leo is triggered by Uranus, planet of revolution, rebellion, the cold, hard sword of truth descending, well, you can imagine that will, that will impact us influences and chances are not in the most favorable way because it will trigger a very strong response, a retaliation, so to speak. And since it's, you know, our heart space, we might not be 100% in control of that. Even, let's say, if we have enough self-discipline not to express what we feel, well, we'll still feel it, so it really doesn't make a difference. From a strictly emotional perspective, but the most positive expression of this energy can be so very different because Uranus, after all, is our own genius, our own individuality, and an act of rebellion can just simply mean authenticity, where we embody that which is totally and almost divinely unique within us. Uranus is always a planet linked to brainstorming, epiphanies, the brightest ideas, the most unusual solutions which are pure genius. And since a square is challenge, well, the challenge can be simply, I have this very bright idea, but how do I apply it? How do I use it? How do I make it a part of my life? And one of the ways is definitely stepping out of our comfort zones, because if an idea is that unusual, well, it means that we haven't done it before. Perhaps no one in the world has ever done it before, and that is the challenge, and the sun in Leo has to motivate us and truly embody our creativity in a very passionate way, so we can try our hardest to, you know, use that bright idea, epiphany, inspiration, whatever that is. So this is the most positive expression of this energy. Even though, you know, Chances are, to be totally honest with you, that even if it's a bright idea and just, you know, a light, a eureka moment, we will still feel a sense of urgency, you know, even sometimes desperation, because that idea did not just reach us for no reason, 
The reason is that we are actually struggling in that area of our lives with finding our authenticity or we need a breakthrough or we have a lot of limitations and challenges. So that's why we need that ingenious idea to set us free. But when you're a very creative person, when you're an artist, when you're a public figure, you know, everything that has to do with the symbolism of Leo, well, chances are you had this in your life many times before when you just needed to reinvent yourself or have a massive breakthrough or you had this very unusual, let's say even crazy idea and you found a way to implement it. But for those who are introverts, those who don't really have a lot of le active Leo energy in their charts, in their ways of being, well, it's not going to be very comfortable and it's going to be a big thing for them to enact that which they are inspired with. But of course, the positive expression of this energy, you know, creativity and breakthrough and a moment of victory and triumph, well, that will just guide itself, if you know what I mean. It's actually the not-so-favorable expression of this energy, which we should really be worried about, because, you know, that can mean aggression, anger, angry outburst, or, you know, a gesture of rebellion being taken into, onto a whole other level. And at the very, very beginning of the week, Monday and Tuesday, Mercury is also going to hold certain celestial conversation, which can mean anger, angry words, lashing out verbally to anyone who might challenge us, offend us, etc. Because it holds a trine with Eris, goddess of discord, and I have talked about this in previous horoscopes. It is a trine, it is a blessing, but you know, it's a very, very courageous energy, a little bit excessive. And if Uranus is a rebel, then Eris is an even greater rebel in the sense that she does it with such passion and determination that she kind of truly leaves an impact on everything that she touches. So we need to use this energy in its most favorable sense where, you know, courage, standing up for ourselves, being very confident of who it is that we are, shines through as something positive and we project onto other people because ultimately that's Mercury and Leo, the very, very best side of ourselves. At the same time, Mercury is going to hold a quincunx with Pluto. Pluto is power, Pluto is manipulation. Pluto can be our shadows, our fears, our unconscious wounds, pains and hurts, especially from a material perspective because it is in the sign of Capricorn. So, for example, it can mean if a manager, a boss, a superior, someone who had power over us hurt us and offended us, well, the memory of that pain, what we suffered, can be so very alive inside of us and we won't even know it until something triggers us. So the lesson here is maybe we shouldn't look at everything and everyone who might have power over us through the lens of our bad memory, if that makes sense. Even if it's not like a proper trauma, you know, it still left an imprint on us, so we have to detach from that. And more importantly, because of that bad memory, 
we can also embody the way of being of that person who offended us. So we must also make sure that we don't become them, that manager, that boss, that superior father, parent, whatever Pluto in Capricorn symbolizes for us personally. And last but not least, Mercury is also aggressed by a fixed star named Algol in the sign of Taurus. And that is a not-so-benevolent fixed star. So whenever Mercury holds this kind of conversation, we kind of tend to project in a rather cruel way onto other people, who those who we communicate with, deal with, our own egos in the sense that maybe through our gestures, through the words that we choose, or our tone, our, you know, mimic or whatever, we tend to belittle them, we tend to see all their imperfections, everything that makes them small, insignificant, powerless, etc. So we need to be careful what we do with this Mercury, especially at the very, very beginning of the week. And yet again, another expression, Let's be very careful with transactions, with offers, with everything commercial, because Mercury, in its most unfavorable aspect, is the god of thieves, after all. So I'll just leave it to that. You interpret that as you will. And to add a little bit more spice to this, Mercury will also oppose Jupiter. Jupiter being retrograde in the sign of Aquarius, and Aquarius is our friends, other people, social connections, the internet, everything that has to do with online, including banking, including, you know, every possible expression of that. And one of the most not so favorable interpretations of this energy, well, Jupiter can be false hope, lies, deception, etc., so at the beginning of the week, at least, let's be careful who we trust, what links and offers we click on, accept, and so on. But of course, this doesn't mean to be paranoid. This just means be aware, have your wits about you, think rationally. If something is way too good to be true, 99.99% that it is good, too good to be true, and if it's like some kind of miracle and divine working, well, you won't need to fall into temptation, click yes or no, because it will still happen in your life one way or another. So, you know, this kind of makes it very simple. Now, later on, towards the 11th, we have Venus conjunct the moon in the sign of Virgo, trine by Pluto. Now, this is a really favorable and positive celestial conversation, because this can mean some help coming in. You know, Pluto, as I said earlier, who has power over us? But, you know, someone who has power can actually use it in the best way possible, where they choose to help us, they choose to give us the best advice, they choose to be generous towards us, they choose to inspire us one way or another to how to fix our problems, how to solve certain things in our lives which are urgent because you know Virgo is very practical energy and of course this celestial conversation you know Venus is the goddess of love and beauty sensuality 
even though she's not very comfortable in the sign of Virgo, Pluto is also a sexual planet, attraction, and attraction ultimately is power. So this can also mean that something that we really, really need and desire and are genuinely attracted towards comes into our lives or something or someone kind of attracts us into their lives, into a situation which can turn into a blessing. And because, you know, Venus is conjunct with the moon, the moon is our emotional world, it is the soul, it is what we feel. So it might be actually a soul level kind of desire, need, etc. And also on this day, we have the main energy shift of next week, where Mercury leaves the sign of Leo and enters into its home sign of Virgo. Virgo is the nighttime expression of Mercury. Its daytime expression is Gemini. And you know, Mercury in Gemini is very simple. It is communication. It is our knowledge, our wisdom, our know-how, our practicality, everything that we have learned, our experience shining through. That is why it connects people. That is why we kind of deal with people. In the sign of Virgo, however, this is much more in the background. It is thinking, analytical things, problem-solving, mathematics, mastery learned through repetition. It is a really scientific energy. It is also brainstorming, but not in the Uranian kind of expression. But rather, when there is a problem, you just have to sit down and think and analyze and analyze even more. And one way or another, you are still going to come up with a solution or a practical way of solving it, even if that means asking for someone else's expertise, for example. Or another expression of Mercury and Virgo, you want to learn something. And even if you have absolutely no experience, no skill, if you just sit down and try to analyze it, see the basics, understand the logic, and then try it, do it over and over and over again, you are destined to reach a kind of mastery. The negative expression of Mercury in the sign of Virgo, well, you know, that is hair splitting, that is the small, small details, which also matter, but you know, we don't need to be perfect, neither does our skills, knowledge, masteries, and work that we do, that doesn't have to be like totally perfect. But you know, this is, you know, everyone with their own standards, with their own expectations, so to speak. And as soon as Mercury enters into the sign of Virgo, it will immediately hold a conversation of tension, yes, a square, with Lilith, Dark Moon Lilith, in the sign of Gemini. And that does mean hair splitting, that does mean the shadow side of Virgo immediately coming out. So there is going to be a lot of perfectionism taken to extremes. There is going to be a lot of needle in a haystack where you just want to find a needle through all means possible. A lot of criticism, even if it's really, really good intended as in, you know, positive criticism, constructive criticism. Well, it can still leave another person feeling 
that they're actually not able to learn or not able to master something, so that is not so favorable. And yet another expression of this energy is discrimination. So this already tells us that at least on the world stage, at least from a collective perspective, there is going to be a lot of talks, Mercury issues, analysis, legal analysis, for example, about discrimination, rights, who is on which side, and everything that has to do with, you know, kind of trying to please everyone. And we know that that is impossible. So we kind of have to prepare for a lot of discussions and issues around that subject. And at the same time, Virgo is also the biosphere. It is the living organism. It is also microbiology. And by saying this, I think I said everything. The coronavirus situation, new variants, mutations, and, you know, potential solutions to this, which will cause a lot of discussions, controversy, and even confusion even in the scientific world, as in perfectly rational, logical, empirically researched theories, solutions, whatever, are going to contradict each other, but through scientific means, which kind of means that if scientists are going to symbolically, of course, battle each other through science, through the work that they do, Virgo work, well, you can imagine how non-scientists, so the rest of us, are gonna feel and think. And this is also a kind of discrimination because they will just say that, well, you are not entitled to have an opinion because you don't know science. And with this said, they will shut down every different kind of opinion coming from a non-scientific person. And at the same time as this happens... Mars is going to hold a quinconx again, a minor celestial conversation with Saturn from Aquarius. Well, Aquarius is also technology, the internet, media, what is true, what is not true, which science, which scientific approach, which technology is true, which is incorrect. So, you know, it's going to be very, very heated. And after all, Mars is the god of war. So by this time, all the scientific debate is really going to turn into a big ideological conflict that will wash over every media channel, the internet, and Saturn and Aquarius. Well, you know, law, the representatives of the legal side of things. And if the conflict goes on even there, well, you can imagine that everyone is going to be confused. And whatever the official communicators of a state, you know, Saturn, law and order and authority, whatever they say, whatever, let's say, version they adapt to be more true or more precise, more exact, it's going to be challenged and totally disregarded by everyone. Now, within our personal lives, this may take a much more positive expression, because this just means experimentation. If we have certain problems that we need to find solutions with, one of the potential means is to experiment. If we have a bright idea, if even if someone 
gives us an advice, someone shares their own ideas, their own unique approaches with us, well, we can basically try it, give it a go, experiment with it, and see where it leads us. This is where all of us, even in certain areas of life, which are not really susceptible to that much sheer logic, Mercury and Virgo, we can still pretend to be scientists and just experiment with whatever might solve the problem, whatever might work. You know, even if an idea, a suggestion is very unusual, if our needs are urgent, well, we can give it a go, give it a try. And even if it fails, well, we still receive experience and that can be our reward. And now let's get to perhaps, at least according to my personal opinion, to the highlight of next week's astrological show, which is Mars holding a conversation of tension with the nodes of the moon. Now, why is this important? It's important because Mars is the activator and the nodes of the moon, regardless of how we look at it, that is karmic energy. That is basically our own faith, our own path in life. That which we have to do right now for our future. So I think that is the most significant part. And you know, every other energy which I talked about is not long term. So we actually make what we want with it. But with this... Mars and the node square, well, you can imagine that one of the ways this energy is going to manifest, and I do believe that this is something which will happen to all of us one way or another in our lives, is a test of our beliefs, test of faith, test of how seriously do we take our own life views, life philosophies, and also their practical sides, for example, the North Node in Gemini, do we truly know ourselves? This is just an example. And you know, this energy might have already played out in the lives of some people, because what I'm mentioning is the time when this energy is going to be exact. The square already started even in the present moment, so some of us, including myself, already got a really good taste of this energy. And because this is so, so very individual and unique, you know, the North Node in Gemini, everyone is totally distinctive. And the South Node in Sagittarius, well, everyone will have totally different beliefs, belief systems, life philosophies, etc. So... It's not really easy to give you a picture of what it can mean for you personally. So I do believe that the best tool in this case is to give you an example of what happened. And even though I totally dislike talking about myself, well, in this case, I do believe that through my example, what I've already lived you can also get a hint of what it can mean for you personally. This happened to me just a day ago, and it really left a very strong imprint on me, and it did reveal certain things about myself, which I wasn't as sure of as after, you know, this event happened to me. 
So for me personally, I have the South Node in my ninth house. So that means, you know, my life philosophy, it's exactly the house of Sagittarius. But it also means law and justice. And at the same time, higher education. And the South Node is the past. That which we already achieved. And it's very, very symbolic because I actually have a master's degree in law. My North Node is in Gemini, the third house. So it's my way of thinking. And Mars is in my sixth house. So my everyday routines. But this event, this random happening was actually inspired by Uranus in Taurus, which is in my second house. So my finances and Uranus, as I said, epiphany, bright idea, which sometimes isn't as straightforward as one might think. So what actually happened is my mom found a little note in her old handbag, which said, I will win. And she came and said, look what I found. Immediately what my mind interpreted, you know, Uranus, the epiphany. What if this means that if I buy a lottery ticket, I can have all the money that I possibly need for a website and a place to work in. I can just live for my astrology. It's a long shot. It's, you know, a very improbable event to happen. But, you know, that is exactly Uranus. That is what it should do in its most favorable expression. So I immediately went and wanted to buy a lottery ticket, but the lottery was closed. And instead of waiting for the next day and rearranging my everyday routines, Mars and Virgo, in such a way that I will get there in time, I thought, oh, don't worry, I'll just use technology like a self-service machine. Again, Uranus in Taurus, let's break the traditional way. Despite the fact that I don't really like technology. So I put the money in the machine and Uranus shines through immediately. You know, Uranus squaring the sun. Sun is identity, sun is ego, sun is the love within my heart. Love for astrology because that was my ultimate goal to get the money for me to perform my astrology much more comfortably. But, you know, Uranus squaring the sun is also accident. And, of course, the machine swallowed my money and didn't give me lottery ticket. It didn't give me anything, so I lost my money. Yes, it was 4 euros, the equivalent of 4 euros. But, you know, that's how much I make in a month sometimes. So for me personally, you know, when that is what I make in a month, that's a fortune. So of course I got a little bit angry and, you know, no one could help me because that machine didn't belong to the shop and I had no choice but to call the customer care line. Of course, no one answered. This is where Sagittarius and the South Node comes into play. But I was a lawyer and I know the law, and I know exactly what to do in order to get my justice. But of course, in the meantime, I calmed down and asked myself, why did this happen to me? And immediately the answer was there. 
it was basically a reflection of my faith and my spirituality. Now, whoever listens to my work and whoever has had readings done by me, they know that I don't charge and I don't believe in the law of equal exchange. That is my faith because, you know, my philosophy is that by believing in that law, we are actually making mammon a symbolism, of course, of greed, be a dominant, active part of our world. I, I mean, we elevate it to a saint, that which is deeply demonic. But of course, this doesn't really matter. It is my faith and it was challenged. Yes, those four euros are my income and I lost it. But if I don't believe in materiality, if I don't believe in greed, why does it trigger me? Shouldn't I just accept it? Shouldn't I just believe in divine justice? And then there was another question that my inner voice asked me, which is another faith of mine. We and every living, conscious or energetic or whatever being, sentient being in the universe, doesn't really have rights. Our rights are actually just a gesture of divine mercy and kindness. The divine allows us to believe that we have rights, but it could take it away from us in a fraction of a second and there would be absolutely nothing we could do about that. Neither us and neither a multi-dimensional being. So we're basically in the same boat, all of us, everything exists just because of divine mercy. So I thought to myself, but truly, what right do I have to complain? That right is just an illusion. It's just a lie that I was taught at university, one which I was forced at that time to believe. But in truth, I haven't actually lost anything because it was never ever mine to begin with. It was a present of the divine to help me survive. So that gesture of me losing the money was actually a valid and crystal clear reflection of my faith, of my past South Node, which I had to let go. And the North Node, my path, karmic path forward in the sign of Gemini, my way of thinking... And you know, this is the practical way of thinking. This is what I do in each and every second of my life has to reflect the core of my beliefs. And it did. So instead of giving in to Mars and complaining, I let it go. I just said, I'm so, so very grateful that the universe took the money from me and not a limb. Not a living cell from my body, but an insignificant symbolism and I must admit that this wasn't my principle this is something that I heard from a highly respected spiritualist of my own culture who always said when you lose money be grateful be infinitely grateful because it could be a limb it could be time of your life and you know if time is money then you lost time of suffering you paid for your suffering, so you're basically saved from that pain. And this really negative and annoying experience 
turned into a state of pure spiritual elation. So basically what I'm saying with this, of course this will not play out this way in your lives as well, but just pay close attention to what, you know, exactly these small insignificant things that might happen, because the sign of Virgo is everyday routines, so it is not going to be a massive shock, it's not going to be something truly big, but either a small inconvenience or a small gesture which will test your faith. And when something apparently unpleasant happens, just ask yourself, how does this reflect that which you believe at the very, very core of your being? And where is this guiding you symbolically in correlation that the future you would like to experience, one that you are building for yourself, and the basis, you know, the fundament of that future is your everyday practical way of thinking. And of course, without a shadow of a doubt, this will also play out in the world stage. Just that, you know, the symbolism of Sagittarius can also reflect international law, international travel, even space travel, or simply a very powerful karmic lesson that we as a species already learned and now the universe is asking us how well did you learn it and it can has so much to do with religion and with religious fanaticism that is also Sagittarius we might see next week something happening in the world around that issue and you know since Mars is the god of war Let's hope that it's not like a desperate gesture in the name of religion or discrimination in the name of religion or as I said Virgo, the biosphere. Maybe religious practices might be restricted again to prevent COVID and all of that. So let's see what happens because whatever happens is a clear reflection of how far or perhaps not so far we have come with learning from mistakes of our past. And of course, this energy is going to be completed by Mercury towards the very end of the week, where Mercury, of course, will hold the same type of square with the nodes of the moon. That might be a moment when we truly will process these lessons and maybe we will be invited to make a choice based on whatever we believe, our beliefs and our way of thinking. That might be a moment in our lives when we truly have to prove not to anyone but to ourselves that we truly let go of the past and are living to create the future that we wish to experience. And you know, the sun at the very end of the week, we'll receive the same kind of trine from Eris, goddess of discord. And that energy can give us a lot of courage and self-confidence. And it can just simply represent that we will live our faith, whatever we believe in, very, very passionately. And that will add a great value to our lives in that moment. And there is also another supremely harmonious celestial conversation 
which even though is not gonna be exact at the end of next week, it will still matter quite a lot because Mars, still in Virgo, holds a trine with Uranus from the sign of Taurus. These planets together, when they speak in supreme harmony, that can be something very quick, instantaneous, which will definitely make your life better, improved, especially your daily routines, your health, your situation at work or with the service that you do. It can be, for example, a success moment, a breakthrough moment, a very, very pleasant surprise. Or, you know, Uranus, an epiphany, a bright idea, a suggestion, reaching you in a surprising way which can truly lead you somewhere significant, as in a breakthrough or prosperity, why not? The right kind of work, the right kind of job. If at this time, for example, maybe someone offers you an opportunity for a job, a service, a collaboration, even if it doesn't really have to do with your professional life, maybe just someone just invites you to take part in a collective effort, a creative kind of work, maybe charitable work or anything like that, or simply someone just asks for your expertise, for your opinion, for your help, for something that you're really skilled at, good at, something that you master, it can lead to really surprising and prosperous places, outcomes. Or for example, maybe you're on a waiting list for anything, maybe a medical a care, surgery, maybe some kind of official issue that someone needs to look at your case or examine your case, maybe a loan, maybe something that has to do with banks, maybe a help that you need from society, authorities, etc., the state, a surprising moment, an unexpected moment can occur where you are prioritized or in an unexpected matter, it will be your turn. Or simply a solution is going to appear to your problem, even if it might not have to do that much with what you think or how you think it's going to solve. This can also represent like an unexpected support sponsor, someone truly wanting to help you, to support you, to do what it is that you do. And as I said, Uranus is ideas, epiphanies, especially that which makes you extremely authentic, extremely true to yourself and unique. And it has to be somewhat unusual, out of your comfort zone. So maybe talking about those ideas, expressing them, telling them, sharing them, is gonna inspire another person or a group or whatever to actually invite you to implement that idea. And let us not forget that at this time, at the very end of the week, Mercury is still gonna be in its home sign of Virgo, so extremely practical. And the conversation of tension it held with Lilith is not gonna be active anymore. And it's even gonna be pretty close to Mars. And whenever Mercury is in a really good position, that means the energies, the information, contacts are going to flow. It's going to be really, really quick. So this concludes this week's horoscope. Thank you so much for listening. Wish everyone a blessed and really divinely inspired week.
Until next time, bye for now.